0: This is another episode of Flavor in Your Ear Podcast. A podcast about damn near any and every topic with no filter and zero regard for the easily offended. Everything
1: you say upsets somebody. Please welcome the man behind the madness. The most important person with all due respect. Let's go! Your host and audio flavor maestro. My man,
0: Marquise Edwards.
1: You're now tuned in to Flavor in Your Ear. Flavor in Your Ear. Hmm.
0: Animals have existed before humans were potentially created, right? Yes. The earth exists and there's an endless whatever around the world, right? hmm Never should humans say, well, we haven't discovered this, therefore it can't exist. Also, people say if white people haven't discovered it, it doesn't exist, right? Like... We have hundreds of thousands of years of astrologists, scientists, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of people say, well, if white people haven't discovered it, then it couldn't have been discovered by anyone else before that happened. Mm. So people just need to understand that we're always going to learn something new every day. We're never going to learn even a portion of what needs to be learned for the remainder of human existence. So people who are in these book clubs and they think that they have gotten a revelation like, Oh, I know some stuff now. No, you don't, uh, you know, a, a you know, a fragment of some stuff. And it's very common when talking about race and racism, it's very common for white people to do that, to learn some things, you know, they got the book list, they got some hashtags, and they are the experts such that they start to lecture to black people in particular about everything like it's very common for white jews white irish to come preach to us about their oppression and the, and white Jew, white irish will say we were slaves too and no you weren't you were indentured servants and white jews will say things like well there's no such thing as race regarding judaism Yes, there is. That's the foundation. Jesus was not white. Ethiopian Jews are oftentimes not addressed in terms of how there's racism within Judaism. Mm. And so that's an example of when we're talking about making changes, everyone has to self-reflect, admit that we are all just a portion of the work that needs to be done. We all pick and choose the topics of interest. The topic we choose does not ever mean that that's the most important topic for humans around the world for thousands of years. The work we do is just a fragment of the work that needs to be done. Like there's no oppression. We're not competing. If you're talking about sexuality, you're not competing against gender, you're not competing against disability, you're not competing against this, you're not competing against that. If you're talking about Ukraine, you got to think about how you're discussing the issue to make sure that you're not trying to tell us that now this is the thing that we better focus on. No, we don't get told what to focus on because our focuses have been ignored for centuries.
1: Mm. See, you, you mentioned Ukraine and my <clears throat> thing about the time we're in today you know, with Ukraine being on the, you know, the uh, front of every newspaper. I don't know how true this is, uh, but I did hear like the Russian... Uh, Foreign Minister, I believe it was Foreign Minister. He said, "Oh, the reason why we're attacking is because um, said the Ukrainians are taking the Russians out of the history books and taking them out of. Uh, they're not uh, teaching Russian in the schools anymore. But that's just I, I gave that example just to to say a war started out <laughs> because of. And I know they have more reasons than that, but they threw that they threw it out there as a re- as one of the reasons why they said we will fight for this." Right. So, what you're talking about, right? No wars have been started. You know, no blood has been shed. Right. But I, I just look at the correlation that the whole world's behind Ukraine right now. Right. But if we start, if we started a war about, oh, we need this curriculum change and we need these things implemented, how will we be viewed? That's kind of crazy that you that that you yeah. I, that just came that just came to me just yes. now. This is deep, it's, it's deep, isn't it?
0: It is, and that's why I always explain to people there are certain groups of people around the world who are celebrated for fighting for their freedom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? There are certain groups of people who are celebrated. It is most often black people who are told to be silent, silently abused. Meanwhile, everyone else gets to, you know, storm. The nation's capital knocked down windows around the world stage wars. And first of all, people pretending that Europeans have not been at wars for thousands of years. So I just always tell people like the shock, you know, wars everywhere impact all of us. However, United States, America, USA, Canada, Europe, they plan wars everywhere. Like whenever people say USA, Canada and parts of Europe have been peaceful, they have have not been at war for 20 years. Let's celebrate. Actually, they've been at war every day. Like, how do you think the military is funded? How do you think FBI, CIA, law enforcement agencies? How do you think this funding goes with literally everything that these governments and politicians do around the world? How do you think that's funded if the USA is just chilling, having a cookout? (laughs) Literally, there's constant daily wars, and the military is everywhere in all of these nations, even if they're chilling in just regular clothes and giving military gear around the world. So to say any place is... And and then when Africans are being tormented in these wars, there's not the same uprising and outrage that people are trying to do with the whole Russian-Ukraine. So... We can want there to not be a war. I don't want any average person to be abused in Russia or Ukraine. I don't want anyone tortured because of the government stupidity. Mm. Anywhere around the world, anywhere locally, nationally around the world. I don't want any Russians or Ukrainians harmed because they're not the ones who are doing this battle. You know, I want people to be safe I don't want, and I also want people to critique their patriotism. Like, if you're patriotic and singing these anthems for your nation, are you doing it because you're required by government law? Are you doing it because you love the government that could start a war the next day that would result in you possibly dying? So when we're talking about equity, a lot of times people are opposed to equity that forces them to think critically about how they view their sense of belonging because a lot of people around the world have a sense of belonging based on discomfort based on some form of abuse whether it's religion whether it's loving their family despite their family is emotionally or physically abusive whether it's their nation that they claim they love so much And they're told constantly to be proud of your nation because at least it's not as bad as elsewhere. Like Black people in USA are told that every day, right? Well, shoot, if you were so-and-so, and and we're like, I don't have to compete with our people around the world over oppression. Because my work as a Pan-African is to advance our people around the world with the overall help for all people around the world, right? Right. 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 So I don't have to say, oh, we're better off than in Haiti. Actually, we're not. (laughs) And nor am I ever going to be a spectator to our people in Haiti being harmed, just so I can say, well, Chad, at least you wish you were here. We're not doing that, right? Not at all. So that's where I always have to say people have, and we're talking about grown adults, have to be very critical and and ask themselves, are they really behaving like children? Because a lot of places will say, well, we're we're not fascist. We're not controlled by the government. Actually... Every nation around the world is controlled by the government. People in USA will pride themselves in freedom, but yet when tragedy strikes, they want the government to step in and make changes, right?
1: Control freedom.
0: Yeah. So you're not control free Mm -hmm. if you expect the government to control you from tragedy and you expect the government to step in when there is a tragedy. And of course, as taxpayers, we should expect that, but we also should not say that USA is this free nation. It's just... So, so that I just use those examples because that's an example of when schools and any place else pretend that they're equity focused, but it's their version of equity. The same mm. thing happens when United States of America claim that people are coming to this land because USA is this most free place around the world. I mean, that's the same thing, like we're talking about gentrification, right? You can't oppress the world and then be shocked and admired when the people oppressed around the world say, well, I'm going to come bounce to where you at then.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like you're stealing around the world, you're raping, murdering, controlling around the world, and you're acting baffled that people are like, well, like, I, I guess you want me to come to you. Is that what's happening? Mm-hmm. I mean, you keep coming here. So, I mean, you inviting us that's over to the cookout. <laughs> so this is why I just have to highlight this for people around the world as well.
1: Okay. So, I mean, as you all listen, you know, uh, <laughs> Dr. Nuru is very, very uh, uh, informed on a lot of different topics, as you can see. And, of course, in every, you're not going to get all of the knowledge in every session. I mean, Or in this session, I might say, um, she did author and author a website called 360 Diversity, and I would like uh, her to. Just elaborate a little bit about what made you make the website, what the website is about, and what things you can find on the website for further information on these topics because, you know, like I said, this is just the, I don't know how how I say it's the tip of the iceberg as far as, you know, these conversations we have, and I was on her website and I was intrigued just with everything, looking at videos, and I was like, oh, I almost forgot you have to have an interview, and I was so, you know, engulfed in all of the information that you have there, so could you elaborate on uh, number one, uh, what made you start the website? And number two, what you can find on the, web- on the website that you have?
0: Thank you so much. So, yes, it's 365diversity.com. So, the number is 365 and then diversity.com. And on there, you will find the services provided by 365diversity. You'll find information about me, you'll find my resume, you'll find some photos, and you'll also find a whole bunch of podcast interviews, including people interviewing me from parts of the world, because the work that I do is based in not just sharing knowledge, but helping people around the world do changes. So I always explain that to people, because again, black people have centuries of doing justice work. And a lot of this work is done without any cost, because we distinguish being justice agents from being profit margin people. Like, and I always have to explain this to people who claim that they're anti-racism, who claim that they're this, who claim that they're that. No, I don't walk around 24-7, 365 running my mouth. Like, I'm not picking up bananas in the grocery store and I say, Hey, have you read Marcus Garvey? No. However, especially when it's minoritized people and especially black people. I I give information because I'm a teacher. I'm an educator.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So when people go to 365diversity.com, they will see that I'm providing some information. I do interviews. I don't do free labor in terms of people won't have to hire me (laughs) to do my work, but I give free labor in terms of, like I always tell people, I don't start off with definitions. We're not going to waste even 15 minutes with me giving you the definition of racism. Uh For me, whether it's schools, businesses, individuals, that's something that y'all have to battle on your own. Because I just don't believe in starting off with definitions in that sense, because most people are very much in love with European dictionaries and European thesaurus. I have plenty of things for people to read, but I really want people to get beyond the stage of their life of what does this mean in terms of dictionary? Cause there are people who will spend their entire life. They're like 85, 90 years old and they're still like, how do I define racism? Nothing gets done, but you are dreaming about how to define racism. I really want people to get past that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So when you look at my website, you're not going to find me saying, hey, here's how this, here's how we define this. No, I'm not going to define it for you. I'm just going to say this is what it can look like in real life, and this is how you can change it in real life. Cause, And I do that because a lot of times when you give people dictionary definitions, well, first of all, my definitions would not be dictionary anyway, because as a social scientist, I go based on particularly Black writings for centuries, but... If I were to start off with giving people dictionary definitions and thesaurus or anything else, for most people, they now think that's time to debate how they define something.
2: Hmm.
0: Literally, you can have two hours and at the end of it, you discuss how to define a word. You haven't (laughs) changed policies. You haven't even started the curriculum evaluation. Nothing,
1: Nothing significant.
0: Well, and that's a distraction. That's an intentional mm. distraction. Just like mm. if you're doing trainings for police departments and that's around the world as well. One common distraction for police departments, like if you're doing mental health training to talk about crisis intervention, a lot of police officers will start off with giving you a lecture about how hard they are trained and how hard they work. Military do that a lot too when you try to train military. It's first to lecture to you about how awesome they are. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. that's supposed to buffer any challenges that that you might have planned Mm -hmm. in your explanations, right? Mm -hmm. So you already know when you go into any environment, whether it's government officials, school officials, military, police, medical health professionals, when they start off by lecturing to you before you get started, that's them letting you know that they're just there.
1: <laughs>
0: and you better just give them a handout so they can go on about their busy schedule.
1: That's those uh, I guess behavioral clues you know that they, the words words spoken through actions without you know without saying you know verbally saying those things, right?
0: yeah, and and this is mm-hmm. why I also hold people accountable who go to all these trainings and meetings. like if you're bothered by what was said. Why are y'all going to lunch together? Like I always tell people, why are you on this lunch break? If someone just said something that you know was not just false, but they've said it before at work, you have a problem with it. Most of you will not file discrimination complaints. Like if you're part of a minoritized group, you won't file discrimination because you're afraid of losing your job. Why are you all hanging out? Like why after that horrible training are you like, see you tomorrow at work. Why, like when you keep doing that, you're perpetuating the problem that you keep claiming you wanna change. So this is why I always tell people, instead of blaming politicians all the time, acknowledge that all politicians are horrible. That's the disclaimer, right? They're all horrible. So now that you know that, I'm not gonna waste time on criticizing a particular political party, particular politician. I consider them all horrible. Now let's get back to why people tend to distract by pretending that the problem is the politician instead of looking at the problem in their school. And that literally happens. It happens when you're doing a training and what people will say was, well, if it wasn't for Trump, what? And I say, look, I don't like any of these people. Now back to what you all are doing. And people get bothered because they're accustomed to social media rants where they can vent and never held accountable for actually talking about what's going on where they're working
1: what their, their part, the yeah. part they play, you know, it's easy to make the scapegoat. It's easy to make the scapegoat because it is. I think that when we make the Donald Trump reference, a lot of people made, you know, him the, the reason why, you know, they, their lack of, that isn't, whatever Donald Trump does does not stop you as an individual person from mm-hmm. what you're trying to contribute and do. Right. And I think these are adults. These are adults too. So I, I actually mm-hmm. can relate to that. I say, okay, Donald Trump is somewhere in Washington, D.C. You're in,
0: Atlanta, yes. Georgia,
1: you're in Atlanta, Georgia, Chicago, Illinois, Los Angeles. Yes. What is how is he stopping you as an individual from contributing to something? People make that an excuse.
0: And people still will say, well, it's Trump's fault that he stopped government-funded entities for being able to have a an equity training that includes critical race theory or this or that. I'm like, again, all politicians are horrible. If you're office or your government entity allowed this politician to say you can't do it, y'all are grown. Y'all are not (laughs) second graders with the principal who came in tapping the finger. Mm -hmm. If you knew that you needed to do equity work or community equity work, and you allowed a politician to say, no, 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 you won't be funded, then if you all really cared, you would actually find a different way to get the work done because there are those of us who are teachers and we actually would do trainings for you in government environments in a community format that Mm -hmm. is not the same kind of funding. So I tell people, instead of using politicians as an excuse, understand that you didn't want to go through the effort to find how to do that in a different way. The way minoritized people have always had to find a different way to do stuff. Black people have been told no for five centuries, right?
2: A few moments later.
0: Oh, you're absolutely fine. So I was just I always have to just remind adults to uh, to not always point the finger elsewhere. Just like earlier when we we're talking about empowerment, what it means is black people, for example, when we say we are empowered, but we have to know that doesn't mean we can do everything that we need to be fully liberated. I also have to remind adults about empowerment in terms of of self-reflection and self-action mm-hmm. because we're not a bunch of just children on the playground waiting for the teacher to tell us to come back into the school, right? Exactly. There are times where, and I, I also tell this to people who celebrate, again, they celebrate people marching down streets and stuff. Like you're celebrating that, but then you let a president pretend that the president is capable to say that uh, equity training can't get government funded. Like that's not legally possible, but you allowed that to happen. Hmm. You have all these attorneys that you brag about working in HR, but you didn't say, hey, attorneys, can a president do this? A president really can't do that, but whatever, you know? So this is why I just always have to explain in this work. So for 365 Diversity, I start off by just telling people, first, self-reflect. I don't do bias trainings, but I just tell people to self-reflect before we get started. We all have biases and assumptions. Self-reflect, because I'm not going to even pretend to focus on that. Okay. That is up to you.
2: Okay.
0: We're moving on to change making Because for two hours, I could tell you, hey, you need to like black people. <laughs> <laughs> At the yeah. end of the day, you still going to do what you do. So, so, exactly.
1: exactly. You
0: know, like, when we talk about LGBTQIA rights. Yeah, like when, when LGBTQIA places do things like safe zone training. Um, some of them are very accommodating, unfortunately, to, to cisgender and heterosexuals. But for the most part, it's more so like we're going to teach y'all some stuff. But it doesn't ever focus on cisgender and heterosexuals being in agreement necessarily. Because mm. it's saying, you know, we can't necessarily change your beliefs towards us. But here's the information and and what we will not allow in terms of policies and practices at this school.
2: hmm
0: So on 365diversity.com, you will just see how I explain the difference between equity and justice and outcomes versus a bunch of adults sitting around talking about definitions and biases. The former is very important. The latter is a waste of time. Often intentionally, a lot of times people get paid a lot to waste time. Nothing gets changed, but they pretend that it was worthwhile.
1: And that's not the objective or that's not accomplishing anything uh, either. (laughs) Uh, So in closing, I want to thank you for the very direct and depth conversation. And I I loved it. I love the courage that you have to speak your mind and have facts to support it. And you you stand on a foundation that's very, very strong. And I hope that those listening, at least, someone out there, I don't care if it's a hundred, 200, 300, 400, 500, if we reach one person with this message to to allow them to, to think different, to elevate your thinking, uh, seek more knowledge. And you see, it's so much history and there's so much culture and there's so much things that can change your thinking. that's the only way that we'll come to a solution, you know, to these like deeply, deeply, deeply rooted issues that we have. Um, so I'm definitely going to be checking out the mm-hmm. 365 diversity website. I hope you all are as well. Um, workshops, training videos. I'm going to probably watch all the videos sooner or later. You know, I've, I kind of got intrigued by it and me, <laughs> me being able to have a conversation with you now is, is, is beautiful. It's is great. And it takes a lot of courage, bravery and courage. We talk about all of the courageous things and whatnot. It's, it's it takes a lot to, to speak about things that people may have a problem with. Right. And not to say it's not right or wrong, right? But people walk on eggshells now because everybody's trying to, you know, appease everyone and, you know, no real change is going to happen that way. As as you said before, you know, everyone everyone else is applauded for fighting for their freedom and fighting for the equality amongst themselves. It should be the same for us. It should be the same for us. So I really enjoy having this mm-hmm. conversation with you. I feel like I was... Uh, And, you know, I feel like I was in a workshop, you know, just learning so much. And um, it was but it was very natural conversation. And I I enjoyed every moment of it. I really appreciate you making your time um, being available for this interview. Like I said, we make it happen. She's all the way in Baltimore. I'm all the way to Italy. But, hey, two voices coming together. uh, Definitely for you all's enjoyment and and for you all's benefit. And I really, really cannot foot stomp enough to please go check out her website. Uh, Do you have any other uh, avenues or social media anything that people can reach you or is your, is your website your primary uh, mm-hmm. avenue
0: yeah so i also have a link tree so okay. they can find under dr Kimia Nurudenis dennis on link tree which has different okay. links okay. i have a youtube channel that i don't update too frequently i'm on linkedin now um I'm on medium.com where they will find my piece about how I got banned from LinkedIn in 2020. But I I rejoined LinkedIn (laughs) this week.
2: Oh, wow.
0: And I'm on Instagram and I post sometimes on Twitter. So I share a lot of information because I want people to also challenge how they define professionalism because it's Hmm. uh, oftentimes a very European white man standard of sounding intelligent, sounding fancy based on a notion of intelligence that's not really based on factual intelligence for thousands of years around the world. This notion that if you're intelligent, you have to be formal, you got to be like the British (laughs) attire, (laughs) keep your head in the air. Uh, Mm -hmm, And it's also (laughs) like this ivory tower that is... um, The foundation of academia as well. So, I always tell people the way I talk, I use a lot of music in my work as well. The way I talk on social media is how I talk in person. Why? Because knowledge is not for the quote unquote proper English forced on my people. And nor is it based on wearing three piece suits unless people choose to do so. And nor is it based on being apprehensive about offending the people who want to be offended no matter your tone and words. So I say what I say, I say how I say it, and I'm I'm good. And and you'll find on my social media posts, I provide free information and free readings. So there are a lot of people, particularly Black people, who provide free readings as well on social media because we want people to understand that learning is not in a classroom.
1: That is, man, that is a perfect, perfect way. To uh, close this session, knowledge is not just in the classroom and that you can learn anywhere. Um, so definitely uh, when this episode is released, we will include all of her links and uh, handles on social media for you all to be able to follow, like, share, get some knowledge. As you can see, one hour is not even enough, right? It's just so much more. But the thing that we have to all learn from all of these conversations, because you all All know that I'm very specific with who I choose to allow on this platform. So you have to know what you're talking about first off. And that's something meaningful. So we reward that here on Flipping Your Podcast all the time. So all of my listeners out there, please go learn one thing. You know, support one way. Support is free. And that's something I feel we all have the power to do. And learning is is timeless, right? Something that you can never... Once you gain knowledge, you can never lose it unless you choose to... just rebut and, and not learn anything So uh, Hope everyone has a great night, evening, morning Wherever you are in the world And I, I once again Myself, Marquise Elwes, and Flavoring Your Podcast Thank you so much Dr. Nuru for joining You were a pleasure to have It was a great conversation, it was real It was to the point, you know, it was strong And I love, I love the strength and courage And confidence that you have Once you speak on that, confidence is key And you exuded that. I wish we don't have video, but you all can see when she speaks. She's very convicted about what she speaks, and she's passionate about uh, what she speaks on, which is I love that because I'm a passionate person as well. And I can just you know feel through her words, you know, how serious she is about these issues, and know that she's been caring about these way before this episode, (laughs) way before this episode. So that's very commendable. I wish you nothing but the best, Um, safety, peace, love, blessings, and all those other great things. You have anything else to say before we? Before we bid farewell to our listeners out there,
0: nope, I appreciate you and I want you and everyone else to stay safe and healthy as possible. Yes, we
1: will do. And we will catch you all on the next one. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Please leave an honest review, subscribe, and share. Listen to us on all platforms. Follow us and ask questions on Twitter at Marquise Podcast Mailbag. Follow us on IG at Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. And like our Facebook page, Flavor In Your Ear Podcast.